Hi, and welcome to East Coast Office Hours, a show that has been uh, lovingly referred to as Eco <laughs> in our work Slack. I'm Merritt Kay, and joining me as always for this one is Danielle Riendo. Hi. Hi. It's an eco kind of day, I guess. <laughs> it's an eco-friendly podcast. This podcast is made of recycled jokes. So, um... Earl... It sure is. You really and, have uh, to, old yeah. dolphins. And yeah. old dolphins, too. <laughs> Did you know that in Super Mario World? Uh, do you know, do you remember the dolphin level where dolphins help you? Yeah, the, like, weird, like, um, horizontal dolphins. Yes. Sorry, no, vertical dolphins. They're all, like, jumping There's both. weirdly. There's actually both. There are both, actually, yes. There's the horizontal ones that are going forward, and then there's the vertical ones that are going up and down. In yeah, yeah. the Japanese version of the game, you could eat them with Yoshi. What? Yeah. Uh, So it's a dinosaur eating a dolphin. Uh, Uh. Yeah, think about that one for a while. (laughs) I, I, I mean, I was gonna say I don't know that I want to, but also Mario is all about eating mushrooms and a lot of people are mushrooms, right? In the mushroom kingdom. That's true. There's a lot of that kind of like vor or light vor kind of shit. Yeah, going no one on. really, no one really knows what happens inside of Yoshi. We don't really talk about that on this show or anywhere right. because or that's ever. the domain of deviant art images <laughs> and fan fiction, probably. Mm. Yeah, naturally, of course. Um, which you know, no one here has ever dabbled in any of that kind of stuff. No, no, that's not my bag, baby. <laughs> Just like our show that we will do one day. <laughs> uh, it is a great phrase, though. It's a good Austin Powers kind of phrase. Yeah, I, I heard you're, uh, you're swishing some ice there. What are you drinking? Oh, it's a really delicious blend. Um, I was going to get iced tea, uh, which I know is what I said. I was like, I'm going to go get some you ice did say that. and get some tea. So I just ran. I just ran. I just did a hill run. Uh, uh-huh. And I decided today is going to be one of the days where I let myself indulge in a sports drink. Ooh. I am having the pina colada-ish um, version of body armor, which is a sports drink that's made with coconut water body and armor. lots of sugar. Yeah, it's uh, it's it sounds like it is, uh, but it's pretty yummy. It's like a lot yummier than Gatorade. Uh, probably about the same shit really that goes into it and i don't drink these often but on like a really hot day or like a really intense workout i'm like you know what i can have uh, a little body armor as a treat danielle Uh, can have a little body armor (laughs) as a treat exactly (laughs) so it's what you do it's what you do when your life is as exciting Mm -hmm. uh, as mine is i suppose i've just got a i'm just working on a, a glass of water and I would say like the last quarter of a cup of coffee, which for Mm. me is typically when I forget that I have coffee and then it starts to get kind of cold Yeah, and it's just not great, but you got to drink it still. I'm an iced coffee person. So I, that's, I admire that. The cold thing is fine. Yeah. You're not, you're not one of those people. You know what? In the summer, I'll drink a nice coffee anytime. Okay. I am not one of those okay. people who will drink a nice coffee year round because I like a nice warm coffee, you know? Yeah. Yeah. To warm up my my old cold bones. <laughs> but um no, I will yeah. I will drink a nice coffee for sure. And I'll just drink it, you know, I drink coffee black. So Sure. A black iced coffee, if it's done well, 
Um, Because the problem with a cold coffee is that it can get more bitter. Right. But if it's done right, like a cold brew. Yeah. Yeah. I love cold brew. I like live on cold brew. I probably drink more cold brew than anything else other than like water, probably. It's like my coffee of choice, my beverage of choice. I do love tea. I love a good tea. I love a good iced tea, especially. I'm weird. I think I just like cold drinks a lot. Like often. Well, cold drinks are good. Yeah. I agree. We talked a lot about veggie burgers on FanFight today. Really? And now we're talking a lot about... <laughs> I mean, coffee drinks. is sort of a constant theme for us because we do record typically on a wow. Friday afternoon, although today it's a Thursday afternoon, and that's because we have the day off tomorrow. I am so excited I'm also probably not going to actually take a day off because I'm Danielle, but, but (laughs) hear me out. (laughs) I'll be doing different things. So it doesn't feel like the same kind of day. Uh So that's how I uh, can justify, Mm, you know, I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm also probably going to be on my ambulance bunch this weekend. So that'll be a fun work thing that has nothing to do with work. Ah. We'll see. I might be doing an overnight, which I never do. What is that? That's going to be very weird. That is the uh, 12 midnight to 6 a.m. shift. Oh, boy. And that one's where you get that real, real, real bringing out the dead energy. Uh, if you've ever seen that movie, it's uh, wildly accurate. If, if not in like its uh, specifics, but in its tone, mm-hmm, it's very mm-hmm. accurate uh, to the business of doing uh, EMS in New York City. So. Yeah, you get some weird calls. Sometimes you actually do fall asleep at that time. Like between calls, if it's really? actually quiet and you're just sort of stationed somewhere, you can kind of doze off a little bit. Sure. And that's when you, <laughs> you know, like wake up to, you know, a dispatcher, uh, you know, setting off tones and being like, blah, 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 we've got an X, Y, Z. And like you wake up and there might be a little bit of drool. And there might be a little bit of like, oh, where the fuck am I? I was just dreaming about pancakes or, you know, whatever you dream about. Um, yeah, pancakes. Yeah. That's what everyone dreams about. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's normal, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. You know. It's good to dream. It's good to dream about pancakes. It's good to dream about uh, whatever it is. That you I, uh... <laughs> I was watching a video the other day on YouTube that was just like, um, it was like an animated like speed run, like a parody of Super Metroid speedruns, where just like oh, you're just like smashing through walls and just like because speedruns for that game are just absurd, right? You're just like oh, yeah. shine sparking so like through time, um, and like there's a point uh, where Samus sees I think it's the spring ball, which is like the ability that lets mm-hmm. you jump when you're in the morph ball. And the icon for it just is, like, three little, like, uh, circles on top of each other. And, like, she runs over and just, like, sees it and is like, magic pancakes! And just, like, grabs it. (laughs) And I've been thinking about that line and the reading of that line, like, ever since I saw it. (laughs) That's beautiful! Magic pancakes! Like, I like the universe where that's the most exciting thing for her. And then she just, like, like, flips backwards through time and kills Ridley before (laughs) he was born. (laughs) It's, like, perfect. Like, that's not exciting for her. She's like, whatever, killing Ridley, killing aliens, baby Metroid, drama, whatever. You know what really gets me going? 
Magic, magic, magic pancakes. pancakes. <laughs> baby. The baby. The baby. The baby. God. Babies cry. I played, I think, one hour of Other M before mm. I was like, can't do it. Can't do it. God. I reviewed that game. Really? What did you give mm-hmm. it? I don't even, I think a B minus, maybe. Tough but fair. It, it was a tough but fair score. I also, at the time, like, this is like pre- it was way before I was even at like Polygon. This is I reviewed it for Game Shark. <laughs> Wait, this is like what? <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, uh, I think we talked about fact. this at some point. But <laughs> so wait, how long were they running yep. their own editorial platform for? Until honestly, for several until like 2013, I think. Like I don't understand um, this business at all. <laughs> no, I don't even worry about it. I mean, like that's where I went for my first three E3s. Was with wow. Game Shark. They're like, like E3 let's see how we can break the new games that are coming out. Bioshock like, Infinite, you- eh? Unlimited crows <laughs> to peck out people's eyes. How do you like that? Infinite crows. <laughs> infinite murders. Um, oh, infinite murders. That, infinite no, hate crimes. That might, that might be. Yeah. Well, that already that is Bioshock be. Infinite because there's an infinite series of universes. So there is an infinite series of hate crimes happening at any one That's time. True. Which sucks to think Please about. true. It's not good to think about. It's actually pretty. Did you play that game? No. I'm just going to go there. I okay. played the first right. two hours of the first Bioshock. But mm-hmm. that was like years after it came out. And I was like, yeah, this seems sure. okay. But then I. I don't know. I think I was playing it on like my sister's Xbox or something. Um, <laughs> sure. And then I had to go back to college or whatever. And yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I really like two, but I haven't played two in 10 years. Two is the so one where knows? you're a big uh, robot, right? Yes, you are. You are yourself a big daddy in that game. Uh, that one has like a lot of way more fun immersive sim actual I've heard stuff. people and love that, too, because two was the one that was made by uh what's their name, right? Yeah. The people who became it was, I think 2K Marin at the time. They were what? Uh I think it was 2K Marin, like at and the time. And they became Arcane, right? A bunch of people from there. I think it's more that like a bunch of people split okay, off right, from yeah. there. So uh there was like uh, the whole crew that would go off and uh, be Fulbright. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. Steve um, and uh, Carla and those folks. Yeah. I'm like looking at 2K Marin and I'm not sure if they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they went away. But I think a lot of those folks ended up going to a lot of cool places. I really wish there's a Kotaku. Not Kotaku. Sorry. <laughs> Wikipedia. That's Kotaku. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> like article that just shows like. Hey, this person went here and then went made this and then like there was like a web like a timeline or like, like yeah like a, a network yeah. of like histories <laughs> these creative people yeah. these creative people like that would be useful for me as a person who is interested in like the continuity of like oh these mechanics or these themes or these types of games like yeah here's that sort of narrative thread I mean yeah between that's them. interesting and important stuff. Maybe I just pitched something. Maybe you just, a, uh... just create that, like an, an interactive, uh, like history web of game developers. Yeah. You know, you know, it could be an infographic. It could be like good old, good old infographic. Or it could just be uh, 
six degrees of uh, oh yeah bacon, bacon kind of thing. Yeah, like six degrees of Big Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Six degrees of Todd. Yes. But all around, they're surrounding you, Todd. They're all around. That one wasn't Todd, though. That was the bad Todd, the worst Todd, right? The the Toddest Todd. God, Bio, Bioshock. Uh, that was bleh. what's his name? Oh, Ken, Ken Levine? Levine. Oh yeah, that was the Ken Dark Levine. Todd. Oh, actually, two was not a Ken Levine. Oh joint. right, that's why it was good at all. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I like the first one. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I think the first one is is pretty good. I mean, obviously, like you play it now and. The, the limitations are the graphics, obvious, but it's still like a um, like a fun and very very light immersive sim. Like it's like a shooter that has a few immersive elements that allow me to play with it. You know, in different in different enough ways for me to play with a few times. Like mm-hmm. I've played that game like six or seven times. I'm not gonna lie. I really enjoyed it at the time, and now I still look at it like fondly. But I don't think it's like you know, the blueprint of all good things. I, I really do think that series peaked at two because that played way more in the... Honestly, two feels more like an arcane game than a Bioshock. I know that's a weird thing to say, but that's kind of how I think mm-hmm. of it in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like, it it just has way more kind of mechanical depth and, and fun systems to play with. Because for me, in those types of games, the most fun thing to do is make your enemies do your work for you mm. <laughs> basically uh, and there was just a lot more you could do with that or like set traps or you know things like that that's just more fun for me than shooting i guess um probably because i'm a bad shot so it all makes sense yeah yeah, yeah that was those those games i i mean there's a new one at some point <laughs> there'll be a new bioshock somewhere sometime perhaps probably right I mean, I think there is a new Bioshock in development. But it's also okay, because we don't have to go into it. It's like, yeah, there was some announcement at some point, uh, but it's th- we don't know much about it, and that's also extremely fine. Uh, Merritt, have you worked on anything exciting this week? Anything that, like, got your uh, features editor... Uh, like brain tingling. Um, yeah, no, I mean <laughs> a bunch of stuff, but the big one for me was a piece on a game called Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne, which is a Ooh. part of the just sprawling SMT um, or just Megami Tensei, I guess they call them mm. Mega Ten games. Uh, part of that huge franchise, which is just like enormous, like a uh, persona is like technically a part of it. And then there's yeah. all like the ones like soul summoner and like devil survivor and all those ones. And it's yeah. almost completely inscrutable to me as someone who never really got into JRPGs in the 32 bit era. Sure. I was like kind of a little into them in the 16-bit era, but not really. I basically rented Breath of Fire 2 a lot uh, and never really played <laughs> nice. Final Fantasy. I don't know. As a kid, I wasn't patient enough for um, RPGs, I feel like. Sure, sure. Yeah. And uh, But yeah, this series is enormous. And this piece is about a specific one of these games that is, I think, widely considered to be just extremely difficult uh, punishing 
off-putting. Like you don't have a party of characters who interact. It's just your one guy who then like fuses demons into each other to make powerful demons. And uh, you're just going through these like featureless mazes. And basically the author Aurora Bransky Roth was saying that those are all things that actually make it very good. <laughs> like that those, it's kind of yeah. like, uh, she used a quote from uh, some Nintendo guy who earlier this year said the reason that the PlayStation sold better than the N64 in Japan was that gamers just want to sit inside their rooms and play depressing games on their own. <laughs> and uh, she basically called this the most depressing game to play on your own in your room. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, I mean, that piece was like uh, really, uh, like really great to just read, even as someone who doesn't really have much interest in these games. And like, I think it's a mark of a really good piece when it's like, oh, that's why I should care about this thing that I don't really care for. Um, yeah. Yes. I don't, because a lot of the time I don't really care for JRPGs. I feel like they're often, and this is something that she addresses in the piece. Um, it's not that they have like a lower skill threshold because I don't think that that's necessarily true. It's just that often I feel like they boil down to just doing a thing that could be automated like mm, sure the grinding the, the grinding kind of stuff. stuff of like and yeah. that's kind of rich for me to say as someone who plays live games now but <laughs> just like you know things like pokemon and a lot of jrpgs if you just like set if you created it like a mechanic or like a mechanism just to like have it fight the same enemies over and over you'd eventually just like hit a level where nothing could touch you right and to me that's like well then why am i I don't know, like, why am I doing this? Um, I guess you could say the same of, like, an FPS. Like, oh, you could create a bot that's way more skilled than any other player. Although whether the, or not that's actually true, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so yeah. I tend to just, like, be, like, like, I'm curious about JRPGs because I know a lot of people who like them, and they have, like, vibes that I often enjoy. But whenever I actually try to play them, I'm like, so I'm going to be doing this for the next 40 hours? Can I just read the Wikipedia summary of the plot to like know what happens and then be yeah. like, I'm good? And that's what I often do. But I think she makes a really interesting case for the value of these kinds of games and like what, what it means for a game to be almost like alienating. Yeah. Or like good for being depressing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that kind of thing. Inducing negative right? emotions, but in a way that is useful and interesting so uh, I don't think I'm going to play through that game now especially because it's again supposed to be really hard and also like one of those games that is I think we talked about this on um, Fanwith this week but kind of like languishing yeah. in that zone of like it came out for the PS2 and you just can't really play it anymore like if yeah. you have a PS3 I think you can probably get it as like a PlayStation Classic or something. But sure. it's like unplayable on modern consoles. I guess unless you just emulate it, but like yeah. So that's that kind of sucks, but it was fun working on this piece and uh everyone should go and check it out. Yeah, that's I need to still. I uh, I plan on it, frankly. Um and also plan on like probably putting that up on Instagram this weekend. I also like 
I played one of these. I played Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner Soul Hackers, mm. which is a whole ass thing. That one's really good because it's a remake of a 1997 one that's like has a very like Hackers the movie vibe nice. as well. Like it's like cyberpunk from the 90s, which is really mm-hmm. kind of the only cyberpunk that is acceptable in the 90s cyberpunk. Uh-huh. I feel like we've gotten to that point where. It's a genre that is so kind of fucking fraught that, like, it's it's kind of okay if it's from this era, but if it's not, meh, uh, maybe we should put away these particular toys. But anyway, uh, that one was cool and good. I don't know. I have, like, a very on-again, off-again thing with JRPGs. I just never have fucking time yeah. anymore uh, for them, which doesn't, like, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I know a lot of people like having that kind of, like, all right, the next 90 hours of entertainment for me mm-hmm. are going to be Persona. Like, and, and that, like, is their jam, and that's cool. Um, like, I, I had an ex who would play, like, Persona like Persona 5 and then, like, probably just replayed it. And it was like, oh, that's 180 hours of, of game. But I also have put, you know, well over 2,000 hours into games before. So, yeah. like, I'm okay. I'm okay with, like, that being a thing. I guess for me, the hard thing is that it's a game with a concrete story as opposed to, like, something I love just putting my brain right, into as, right, like, a nice yeah. place to put my mm-hmm. brain. Um, but, like, yeah, whatever. Uh, different strokes, obviously. Uh, but it is pretty cool. It's cool and those games are well made and interesting uh, to, you know, different people. Yeah. What about you? Uh, what yeah. about you? Oh my god! This week, well, this week is exciting because we brought on uh, Natalie, Fl- Natalie Flores mm-hmm. and Jordan Mallory as um, it. Big, they both have bigger roles on the site. I guess this is the way to like say that Jordan's going to be our podcast producer, um, and he will be producing this podcast after this week. Uh, so I guess I have my last. Hurrah with editing uh, Eco mm-hmm. <laughs> this week. Uh, and Natalie is going to be writing a lot more for us and doing more podcasts. And uh, she was part of launching 99 Potions, which is, in fact, an RPG podcast. Yeah. So, so excited. It's like a really, I just like, if I have a moment to be navel gazy, like, it's such a fucking great feeling that, like, oh, I feel like decisions I'm making and making with the team are really good and people feel good about them. <laughs> uh, and it, it just feels like, well, we're in a pretty awesome place. And uh, the fact that we're growing a little bit feels awesome. Uh, so, yeah, that was, like, the main thing this week. But, of course, also, I, uh, I'm still recovering from Larry Crown. Oh, my God. Uh, you should... Listen to you love to see it. Please. For our don't, thoughts. Don't make our sacrifice have been in vain. Because, wow, that was just miserable. Uh, I, like, mm, I mean, uh, yeah, listen look, to that for, for my yeah. thoughts on how it's a Christian movie. Recording the podcast was, uh, was fun. Watching yeah. the movie was bad. Less than fun. Yeah, I, w- I would say it was not as fun. A lot of times when we do a You Love to See It on something I hate, I still have a great time talking about it. So that that's helpful. Yeah. That's therapeutic, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I need to find a way to get revenge on John and Nikki now because Nikki. in the yeah. same weekend, I had to watch that and Artemis Fowl. And um, I part of me is... Yeah. Uh, has been lost 
forever. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to think of something that I can punish them with, but something that I will enjoy, but they probably will not. And I'm actually just, I kind of want to just look at my letterbox real quick to look at some yeah, objective, objectively bad movies that I nevertheless enjoy. And the thing is, torturing Nikki would not be hard because there's a genre Nikki well, does yeah, not Yeah, like. but that would just, Nikki so doesn't like horror cheap. movies, but yeah, I feel like that's just like, you, we can't just do that. Um, that's a low blow. That's not that's okay. Too, that's yeah. too easy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let me see. Although he does, we need to do something about that Artemis Fowl watch along because that was, frankly, I honestly think so much worse than Larry Crown. Uh, I gave them the same rating on Letterboxd, which was half a star each. Half. Uh, Larry Crown <laughs> maybe one star, actually, now that I'm looking at it again. I yeah. always, when I come back and like revisit movies later, I'm always like, yeah, that was better than I gave it credit for at the time. I was just really mad that I had to watch it. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, movies that like, I've given things bad ratings, but that like I kind of enjoy parts of that aren't horror movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Mnemonic. I don't hate mm. that movie. <laughs> it's there's actually some things to recommend it. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. Keanu Reeves, so there's that. Uh, it also features um, uh, Kitano, who has been a recurring topic of conversation on our podcast this week. And it has Ice-T <laughs> saying the line, uh, shit, it's the Yakuza, which is very good. <laughs> that is... That alone is worth at least another half a star. I feel, I feel like, like I could so, make everyone yeah. watch Dark Star, which is also uh, oh yeah, not a movie yes. that I would consider good. But and these are movies that I don't have hearts next to on my uh, oh Space Truckers possibly. Yeah, we could that that might hurt them that a little. That might hurt them a bit. That might be good. That might hit them where yeah. it hurts. <laughs> uh, or Krull possibly. Yeah. Although I feel like Nikki would maybe Nikki like Nikki might like Krull. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to watch Krull again because the Cyclops man really scared me. Yeah, that dude is... He's really scary Even though looking. he's like a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Cyclops, but <laughs> I fucking hate how he looks. I hate that he's... I hate him because he's different from me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's hard. Or, you know, that's what movies do So I do think for it's got to be Space Truckers or Logan's Run. Oh, sure. And Logan's sure, Run sure. is a movie yeah. that when I saw it, which was about a month and a half ago, I was like, this it fucking sucks. I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> but now, like, looking back at it, I'm like, and, like, reading the script and stuff, I'm just like, it's not, like, a good movie, but it is an interesting one. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, have you seen it? Yes. But it was a very long time. It's, ago, like, so. so busted and, like, it's funny because the plot of the movie is like, oh, everyone is saved from this uh, hedonistic, beautiful society where the only downside is that you have to be killed when you turn 30. Uh, although they don't know that. They think they're like being reborn Going or something. Next- yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone is saved from that. And now you can uh, have an old man teach you how to make a fire in the outdoors. Like great <laughs> cool um <laughs> good job but it does feature michael york and yeah. also farrah fawcett so and also the set design on that movie is really oh, it's incredible. good yeah it's incredible it's like it's a very bad movie that goes on way too long but uh i might have to force people to watch it i i think like 
this is a camp thing, right? Like where we could hurt people with camp. I think that might be it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have a very, very high tolerance. And like you might even say a love for camp, but I don't know if love is mm, appreciation is probably a better term. And it depends on the camp and it depends on the like flavor of camp that we're going for. But yeah, yeah, like honestly, I could I could hurt both of them with some of the like atrocious lesbian movies that Mm. I had to review uh, in my what was that one that came out in like the late 2000s with Misha Barton in it? Oh, God, the one that ends with them both Uh, committing suicide, because of course it does. Oh, God. Um, Lost and Delirious. Yes, that was, it actually came out in 2001, which is much earlier Jesus. than I thought it did. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. That movie was so fucking bad. Oh, it's atrocious. There's some, like, genuinely, like, atrocious, like, both make you feel bad mm-hmm. and they're horribly shot mm-hmm. and the acting is bad and, like, everything about it is just a bad feeling and a bad vibe. Like, all of it is just so bad. That, like, especially at the time, because I was reviewing movies in, like, the mid-2000s, um, and it was, like, the best you could hope for was the L word. <laughs> like, the best. Yeah. The best you could hope for was this, like, fucking ridiculous soap opera. It was very hot. Like, to be clear, the actors on that show, very hot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the highlight mm-hmm. of the L word, probably, uh, for everyone. But, like... <laughs> The writing? Sorry. <laughs> Not as I'm hot. looking at the Wikipedia page for Lost and Delirious right now. The plot summary yeah. is very weirdly written. Uh, and then there is a thing on the talk page that says, too much spoilers? Does the whole plot have to be spoiled here? <laughs> to me, her suicide is a twist to the story, so it shouldn't exactly be revealed to anyone. God. Wow. Oh, my God. Piper is in this. Yeah, it's right. Piper. Piper Parabit. Piper's in the house. She was in a few queer movies around that time. Mm-hmm. It was very in like to be. Well, when did Tattoo? Yeah. When was Tattoo a thing? Because this movie's vibe oh, is very Tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Good question. is when they started. Um, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. What is, when did all the things she said come out? That was 2002. So yeah, that that basically fits. All around that time. Yeah. The the very late 90s, very early 2000s. Yeah. Mm. It was a very popular time to be a pretend lesbian. She was also in Imagine Me and You. Oh my God. uh, A few years later with Lena Headey. It was Lena Headey and Piper Perivu who were a couple in that. Now that movie is less uh, sad. It's not great. <laughs> like it's not good. Fuck. Anyway, uh, we should probably end our yeah. Podcast we should wrap up. Now. I gotta go. Unfortunately, but... <laughs> yeah, you gotta go. You gotta do other podcast mm-hmm. things. And uh, this is a uh, a a very good um, rich vein to mine. Later on, is bad queer movies. So don't worry. I'm sure. Uh, everyone will have their own revenge on uh, John and Nikki for what they have done to us in terms of film. Yes. Uh, films we were subjected to. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> do you want me to take us out? Please. Awesome. So thank you, everybody, so much. Uh, we're getting ready to close office hours for business, so please do be sure to rate and review our podcast. It really does help us. Uh, we really do appreciate that. You can listen to all of our stuff at fanbite.com slash podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at fanbite media, Instagram at fanbite, TikTok at fanbite, 
And of course, as always, on fanbyte.com. And you can watch all of our streams on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Uh, Merit, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find my terrible posts at, uh, <laughs> at Merit K on Twitter. Awesome. You can find my terrible posts at Danielle R.I., where I call myself a bimbo for Butch Himbo. And, I'm so uh, glad yeah, that we have a, a female version <laughs> of Himbo now. Right? It's good. I mean, it's what we've been waiting we've for. We've needed one for, for a long time, and I'm glad we got there. Years and years. And, and you know, I feel like it's my my true coming out. Um, it's, it's going on. So, yeah. Very excited. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you so much. And with that beautiful note, office hours are closed for business. Bye. Bye.